Episode 19, thanks for being here with me. Hopefully you caught last week's episode with Paul Lewis Cole, the president of the Christian Men's Network. We had a great conversation, especially towards the end when we talked about prodigal children. So make sure you check that out if you missed it. Two things I want to quickly tell you about today is a Facebook group I have called the Everyday Discernment Podcast Community. Would like to invite you to join that and further the conversation beyond just the episodes to allow you to have a voice in reflection on the episodes and as well as discussion about what God is doing in your life and further discussion about discernment and how we apply it. I also have revamped my YouTube page, youtube.com slash discerningdad. It has a new look, a new feel, and I'm putting the episodes on there in video form. And so I would encourage you to subscribe to my YouTube. It's going to be in the show notes as well and check out the video version of these podcasts. And for today, I have Andrew F. Carter with me. He has a heart for Christians, for fitness, and he's an influencer. If you're not familiar with his work, have a listen because he's a mighty man of God doing great things for the kingdom. Welcome to the Everyday Discernment Podcast. This show is about you and your walk with Jesus as we grow in discernment together so that we can make better daily decisions that honor God in all we do. We will align all things against the Bible and give you practical steps to run your Christian race to win. And now your host, the discerning dad, Tim Ferrara. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm excited to be here with Andrew F. Carter is with me today. He's a speaker, health coach, fitness guru, influencer, probably some other things. I'm going to get to know him today along with you. So welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, I've seen your videos online. They're very encouraging, um, inspiring. So I just kind of wanted to chat with you. And so thanks for coming on. uh, But I don't know too much about your story. So we're going to get into that. Go ahead and let everyone know just a little bit about you and uh, what you do, your ministry, things like that. Okay. So, you know, uh, I'm available on TikTok. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, Like I said, I'm an influencer there started with uh, just health, fitness, um, nutrition. That was kind of my bread and butter and uh, the things that I love to do, super passionate about that. Then uh, shortly turned into spreading the word, spreading the gospel, telling people about Jesus. Um, It's a long story. And then, you know, I look forward to telling you a little bit more about it, but yeah, man, health and fitness is is my thing. And um, yeah, it's just kind of transitioned and, and moved into ministry. That's so cool how you can do something you're passionate about and also spread the gospel while you're doing it. So that's exciting. So let's go back to, you know, how you became a Christian and a little bit about your testimony. So, yeah, I, uh, I received Jesus as uh, my Lord and Savior when I was 17 years old. Um, I was trying to date this girl and her older brother said that in order for me to date his sister, I had to receive Jesus as my, my Savior. And so at the time, I had no idea what the implications were or what the consequences would be. I said, sure, you know, tell me more about this Jesus guy. Yeah. Um, I wanted to date his sister. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, we spent an hour or so in the car. He told me about Jesus and his life and his ministry. And I was like, whatever, man, just like, let's hurry up. And I, I didn't know that I received uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Um, and I, I wish I could say that from that night forward, I was serving God on fire. I, I wasn't. But everything in my life changed after that. Uh, the Holy Spirit was on me. And 
everything that I had done before that, all the sin and, and the way that I was living, because at the time I was drinking and, and smoking weed and, you know, having sex and, and all, I was doing all, I was just living life. Um, yeah. And after that, you know, I had a conscience and I actually, my eyes were open to what sin was and I couldn't go on um, without that, uh, that heaviness on my heart. It was, it was wild. Wow. And then what was that like when you had that realization from the time that you accepted Christ until you started having discernment with sin in your life? You know, obviously the Holy Spirit was working in you, but how did that, you know, practically look like, you know, for people that are listening that may, you know, sometimes we don't always get convicted with the sin that we're in bed with, you know, the sin that is comfortable to us, the besetting sin that stays with us, even as we're Christians proclaiming God's name. And I've, I've been guilty of that too. You know, we, we, we tend to overlook certain sin, but then the more we get close to God, the Holy Spirit has his way in us. And, and we start to, you know, come around and we start realizing and our eyes are open. Like, what was that like for you? Uh, it was, it was, it was a hard time. It was a real hard time in my life because I was, I was running from God. Um, I had that, that knowledge, uh, and I had that conviction. And so for, for that time, for another five, six, seven years or so, I, I struggled with drugs still. I drank, um, I, I tried to numb that. I tried to fill the void of, you know, that relationship with Christ, with so many other things, por- uh, pornography, um, just, just so many things I was, I was running from them, but it was a hard time because, you know, I, I felt like I knew what was right. Um, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't, I didn't want anything to do with this, this ministry or this God. I was almost upset because I was, I felt like I was tricked into it. Like <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want that calling. I didn't want to have this relationship. Um, a lot of the times I would question because it's like, well, I was fine before. Why can't I just go back to, to how I was living? I, you know, I was living in sin and I didn't even know it was sin. I thought that's just what life was. And so now my eyes have been opened. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of the time I was just like, why, why me? Why did, why did my eyes have to be open to this? I just wanted it to go back to how things were. Oh yeah. And so God called you to the ministry. How about how long ago now? So, I mean, that's a, that's a wild story because when I was 24, so for years I fought, um, and we got back to church. Um, I, I ended up marrying that girl. Uh, oh, no way. And my wife, yeah, when I was 19 years old. So I was 17 when I received. Um, and so we, uh, I got her pregnant and we got married at 19 years old. And through struggles, you know, I, I, got, I got in some trouble. I, was, I went to jail a couple of times. Um, we found our way back to, to church. And when we went, we went all in. And I'm talking you know, five, six days a week, I was in the ministry. I was kind of on track to be a junior pastor. And, um, you know, we were, we were at outreach on Saturday. We had two different services on Sunday. Men's group was Monday. Tuesday was, you know, an at home group. Wednesday was another service. Like we were all in. Yeah. Um, and so one, we had a, we had a revival at our church and a traveling evangelist came to our church. And out of all the people in this church, he called me out of the, the group and he said, Hey, uh, you know, I have a prophetic word for you. And he says, look, um, I believe that God has called you to ministry and that you have words of gold and that you are going to speak and millions of people are going to listen and you're going to speak into their lives and, and change people's lives. And uh, at that moment, I was terrified and <laughs> I left the church. I ran. I ran oh, from wow. it again. Yeah, yeah. I was about 23, 24 years old. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so how far, how long were you running after that? 
Uh, had a Jonah, did you have a Jonah moment trying to run away from <laughs> the call? It was a huge, it was a huge Jonah moment. I had for about 10 years or so. Oh, so, wow. um, you know, and that, that's what like speaks to my testimony is rather than pursuing this ministry, I chose to go more of a, a worldly route where I wanted accolades that and achievements. And so I went back to school um, and I played college basketball. We, so we left the church and I played college basketball. I earned a couple of degrees, started a business, um, you know, and, and just kind of went my own direction. I said, you know, later, God, that's not the life. I don't want to be this pastor or this minister. I don't want to talk to people about any of this. This isn't the vision that I had for my life. And so um, I went off my own route for about 10 years or so, um, pursuing my own kingdom and building my own uh, life that I had envisioned. Yeah. So what was your whale moment then that brought you back? So that was, uh, I, in 2015, so after building this business where we were making six figures, uh, really successful, um, I got in trouble. I, I, my past has came back to haunt me and all of the behaviors that served me as a kid and as, as a young person to like survive, uh, they haunted me. So I got in trouble and actually went to prison, I went to prison for 18 months for uh, assaulting somebody. Wow. And so, um, while I was in prison for that 18 months, uh, I came back and lost everything to my, my own. I lost my business. I lost my wife. I lost my family. Um, mm. you know, God said, this is the direction that I had for your life. You decided to go your own way. And, um, you know, this is, this is kind of what it has led to. And so I lost everything. And that wow. was my, that was a well of a moment. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. So then you kind of realized coming out of then that, you know, Hey, you know, God, tried to get a hold of me, you know, through that word and through other means, you know, and so that was kind of your wake up. And then what has God been doing since then? Man. So after uh, I came home, you know, for, for a couple of years, I tried to make sense of it. Uh, there was about two years post-divorce where I was just uh, running around and trying to figure out what, what the purpose of my life was. And there was always this reoccurring theme. Everybody would uh, tell me, you know, well, what about God? And I was like, listen, I don't want to hear anything about that. Uh, I didn't want anything to do with it. I was so angry and, uh, and bitter because I was building, I was trying to build my kingdom and he tore everything down. And so there was just like this realization, this awakening that occurred. And, um, at the time I, I, I was rebuilding again. And so, uh, I, I was building my, my fitness and health business online with social media. And, uh, somebody just was, was encouraging me to, to seek God. And, I, I did this TikTok. So of, of all things, right, uh, TikTok, I posted yeah. a TikTok and it was me just, uh, I was kind of at my wits end. I was lost. I didn't have any direction. And it was just like a little bit of my testimony. And uh, that video went viral and it, it just, it blew up. I think I had going into it, maybe a hundred followers. And um, I woke up the next morning and I had like 10,000 followers wow. on TikTok and just <laughs> this outpouring of, um, of people messaging me and, and asking me questions and wanting to know more about my story and about God. That's awesome. So then you're like for TikTok, that's kind of when I jumped on it, I'm like, man, these, these, these young kids, all these different types of, of people have these massive audiences. You know, there's, it's such a big platform. Whereas like, you know, Instagram, it's really hard to, to connect with people and, and Facebook I mean, you go live, but it's just for your audience. So if you had a hundred people, that's all that's going to see it. But TikTok, right. it's like that can go viral. It has the opportunity yeah. to, and it can reach so many people. And I know that you've definitely grown with that platform. And yeah. how has that journey been for you, you know, with the videos you make and the, the reception you get from them? What has experience been with that? You know, it's, it's wild. I was sharing this with somebody earlier. It's because uh, 
for years, five, six, seven years, you can look back on my Instagram and every day for that time, I've posted a video. I've posted a video every single day um, and, and encouraged people. And so, you know, I was going more of like a motivational speaker route. I have this story um, and I wanted to encourage people to overcome obstacles and to be resilient and to persevere. Uh, and I was just leaving God out of it. And so for so long, you know, it was kind of nagging at me. And it was like, well, what about God? You know, tell people about God, tell him about, tell them about the impact. And I was like, no, you don't mix uh, business and religion. You don't mm-hmm. mix politics and, and your business. You don't talk about those things. And by taking that leap of faith, you know, God, I felt like God opened this new avenue. And he said, look, this is, you know, you do have this story and you can touch people and you do have these tools necessary, but I've got to be the foundation of it. And once I opened up, um, you know, he just, he completely blessed and opened these different avenues. And like you said, even on Instagram, I think when I started that, it was like, I had five, maybe 6,000 followers at the time and yeah. through being open and honest and transparent and sharing my testimony and telling people about Christ and about the gospel and true transformational change. I mean, he's quadrupled that, you know, um, you know, tenfold almost. And, uh, it's just like, everything has opened up and it was just like this confirmation that, okay, you called me to this, you know, 10, 15 years ago, Lord, here I am. I'm ready. I've been going my own way. I'm ready. I surrender. How important was that prophetic word to you during your tough times? And maybe when you were at the bottom, did you reflect on that? And was that a motivation for you to to think back on that? And even when you denied it, was it there as kind of a motivating factor for you that, that God spoke that to you? it always rang in my ear. It was always something that came back. Even at my, my deepest, darkest moments, I would sit there and, um, it would, it would always come to pass. And there was even times where I questioned and it was just like, well, Lord, you know, uh, and and even, even in my denial, there was always that, that his presence, he never left me, Mm. he never walked away from me. And so there was times where I could just, I could feel it. And it was still me so much anger and hardness of my heart and bitterness. Um, because like I said, that wasn't, you know, the vision that I had for my life, I wanted to be a college basketball player. I wanted to be this guy who, you know, <laughs> achieved these great things. Uh, and it, it had nothing to do with ministry. And so I would sit there and I could just feel it and go, gosh, I'd look up and say, Lord, how, you know, how, how do you, how is, how is this going to be possible? How are you going to make me, you know, this or that, or, you know, that guy was crazy. He didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. But it was always there hovering yeah. over me. Yeah. That's good. And you know, we can't, I don't have time to go into prophetic words and stuff, but you know, a lot of people are like, well, God doesn't speak today. And there's a lot of false prophets out there, but you know, hearing stories like that, you know, God does speak. He gives us words that will help us on the journey that we don't often see for ourselves ahead of us. And I've heard from many other people too, that they hold on to that word that they got five, 10 years ago, and that got them through tough times. And so, you know, I would just encourage everyone to not dismiss that God still moves in you know, words of knowledge and the prophetic today. So, but yeah, we do. That's a whole nother topic, but um, <laughs> I want to go back to, you know, I, I ask all my guests about a time they had the sermon and a time they did not. And, and you, you shared a lot already of times that you maybe did and did not. Is there any other time that a, a clear time when you had like two paths in front of you and, and maybe you chose either good or, or bad through, through discernment or not using godly discernment that you would like to share? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even up to this point where, um, I chose the path of like serving God and sharing my testimony, I can just look back. And when I chose 
And I, I discerned wrong choosing basketball and choosing my own path over this calling that God had for my life. Um, you know, at the time that prophetic word was so, I was so in tune with God and in tune with the Holy spirit. And I was serving God wholeheartedly. There was no question about that. And, uh, the discernment factor, it, it was there and I chose wrong. And so fast forward 10, 15 or 12, I don't know how long it was ago, but, um, I was faced with this decision. Do I use this social media platform to continue building the kingdom of Andrew and what I want? And it was just like a reminder of like, Hey, we've been down this road. Do you not remember you chose <laughs> poorly last time? And this is the direction God wants to take your life. Do you have the discernment to, to make that you're here? We are crossroads yet again, go this way or go that way you see how it ends. And so, uh, this is a, a decision where I said, okay, Lord, I'm yours. I'm not going to fight you anymore. Let's go. That's what I love about discernment. I call it a spiritual muscle because we, it grows over time. We learn from mistakes, bad mistakes we've made. We learn from other people's mistakes. We learn from mistakes people made in the Bible. I mean, it's all over the place. There's enough bad mistakes made in the, in the world and in the past for us to learn from. But a lot of times we have to make our own and the important thing is that we don't make the same mistake twice and we learn from it and we allow God to change us through the process and we can look back and hopefully see how we've grown through the sanctification process, through growing in the spirit, through all these ways that we can grow as Christians. We should, we're on a journey, you know, no one is from the moment they're saved, you know, instantly per- perfect because we're never going to be perfect. It's always a journey. We're running a race and, but it's important to, you know, get the knowledge, get in the word, learn from all these resources we have to be seeking, you know, not just feel like I have all the answers. And and that's one of the things that I'm learning through this process too, is that, you know, I've had to change things that I've thought about the Bible or just doctrine maybe that was wrong or just growing in a, in a knowledge of God. And the more I get closer to God, the more I realize, the less I really know. And yeah. It's, it's, it's a great journey to be on and something that we should always be seeking. And you know how you can read the same Bible verse over and over and all of a sudden it hits you because the Spirit's speaking to you through that verse. That's the kind of stuff that it never gets old because we're always in this, in this journey. Wow. That's, uh, I want to share something. You, you say yeah. that. And so um, I do my videos in advance. So I haven't posted this. That's exactly what I spoke about today. Uh, awesome. It was, was just that, just saying that as a new believer, um, you know, I'm a spiritual baby and the food that God feeds me is like this baby food. So I can read through Matthew one time and my eyes are open to certain things. And so he's giving me this, this baby food just enough for my palate to handle, mm. um, but I can go through in six months and eat it and, and, and read that again. And it's almost like the food is, it's a little bit more solid and it's a little bit more. And so as I mature as a, a believer and as a Christian, I can read the same passages in the same verses, and God just gives me a little bit more and that food gets harder and, and more for me to chew on uh, as I mature in my relationship. So yeah, that's huge. That was, that's, that's crazy. You said that. That's great. That's first Corinthians for you, you know, spiritual babies, Paul called them. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. cool. So, um, as an influencer, we talked about what do you feel is one of the common themes or questions you get from people? What do they connect with? What is something that, I mean, people are seeking for all kinds of things and usually what they're looking for is Jesus. But what is something that, would, could you find a theme out there or, or at least a, a hot topic that people are kind of looking at or looking for influencers like yourself to talk about? So uh, one thing that I think 
stands out is just being real and open and honest and transparent. I think that a lot of um, people in ministry, and this isn't a judgment, it's just an observation that a lot of people paint it as, as if it's a walk of perfection um, yeah. or that they've figured it out or arrived at some place. But I think what resonates with a lot of my followers is that uh, I will sit here and tell you I am flawed. I am so far from perfect. I don't have things figured out. And I am on this journey daily, dying daily, picking up my cross, learning and growing. Um, and that's a huge uh, you know, point that hits home with a lot of people and touches a lot of people's hearts. But I think a reoccurring theme, what a lot of people are asking me to speak on or, or dive more into is um, pornography and uh, addictions with sexual immorality, lust, things like that. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one. And I don't know if I could say that not enough people are talking about it, but I'm not in every church, so I don't know. But I feel like right. it is a topic that is often, I will say, mm-hmm. often dismissed or often maybe pastors don't know how to address it. Or maybe they're assuming that not enough people are dealing with it, even though we know the numbers will tell us they are. Mm-hmm. So what is one thing you would tell someone who might be struggling with that on how to get help or how to be accountable with it? Yeah. So, um, I always tell people like your spiritual walk is like a cup and you know, if you're not filling that cup up with the things of God, getting his presence, reading his word, praying, then you leave that open to, to, to being filled with things of this world. And unfortunately we are bombarded with, um, images of lust and sex and, and all of those things through social media, through entertainment, through music. So, less of us and less things of this world and more of God. The closer we get to God, um, I feel like that love uh, increases so much that you don't want to grieve that spirit. And so when we leave ourselves open and not filling that cup, then we're more likely to do that. So for me, uh, you know, just seeking his presence first thing and daily and constantly from the time I wake up until the time I go to sleep, you know, Lord, fill me, give me more of your things so that I'm less likely to fill that cup with the things of this world. That's really good. Yeah. Thinking of our lives as being filled with God alone. And, and you're right. So many things can get in there uh, and fill us up with something else, you know, whether it's anger or, you know, doubt or fear, all these things that Satan tries to throw at us. If we're not filled with Christ and can combat it with the spiritual armor he gives us, then we're open to, to attack. We're open to defeat. And, uh, but we cannot be defeated if, if Christ is our everything. That's right. Awesome. Amen. So you offer Christ-centered mindset training. Yeah. Uh, so talk about that and how keeping your eyes on Jesus helps someone make better decisions. Yeah. So I think that we all need um, a little accountability um, and maybe somebody to lead or to guide. And I can say that my life has been filled with ups and downs, um, a lot of firsthand experience. And so what I offer in that mindset training is just building your relationship uh, in, in a way it's very similar to fitness, you know, bringing in consistency, bringing in discipline, uh, you know, having somebody to almost give you spiritual reps and to push you in that area. Um, and I find a lot of the time people will have the answers that they need. The answers are found in the Bible. They're found in your relationship with Christ. Jesus yeah. is the answer, but sometimes you need that outside perspective, that person to step in and maybe listen to what you're going through, the things that you're dealing with and to really hype you up and build you up in those areas or give you a little guidance through the word um, or give you places to look that will kind of back that up and, and just give you that strength and encouragement to be victorious, to be bold, to be courageous, and just to stand in that authority given to us by Jesus. Yeah, that's really cool. And when I heard 
when I, when I went on your website and I saw Christ-centered mindset training, I immediately thought of Hebrews 12 too, which is keep your eyes on Jesus, author and perfecter of our faith. And that's really, and I use that hashtag sometimes eyes on Jesus, just because no matter what I'm talking about, it should always point to Jesus. And if our eyes are on Jesus and we're not looking at anything else, we're not looking at, you know, Peter fell in the waves because his eyes weren't on Jesus. And no matter what we go through in life, if our eyes are on Jesus, I think that's just all we need to do because everything else kind of lines up if we're focused on Jesus. And I'm sure that's a lot about what you talk about in the mindset training. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of people, I get a lot of DMS and messages and it's just a lot of people are defeated. Um, they, a lot of people lack the hope and the faith. And sometimes it's just, you know, having somebody to believe in you somebody to, to point you in that direction. I, I liken myself to uh, airport traffic controller with the little, you know, yeah. lights there. And it's just like pointing, okay, like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. It's, it's not about me. You guys, eyes over here, like you said, eyes on Jesus. It's this way. This is the direction. This is your word. This is your prayer life. This is what it looks like. Let me, you know, I can mo- model it for you, but the answers are in the Bible. You know, here, let me show you. And, the, yeah. and that's what a lot of what I do is, is just getting them to Christ and getting them to the foot of the throne. I actually wrote in my book, Everyday Discernment, that if nothing else, if I can just hold a big sign and point you to the Bible by reading this book, it'll get you in the word, then my my goal will have been accomplished because that's what I want to do is just direct people back to the word, to Jesus, not what I'm saying. But if what you or I do help, you know, maybe package it in a way that makes sense or that shares a testimony or that, you know, hits home on a, a struggle they're facing or helps them be accountable. Like those are all awesome things. But if all they had was Jesus and the word, that is enough. So I, I kind of want yeah. people to make sure they always keep that in mind. Awesome. Yeah. So last thing I want to talk about is commitment. And that is big in, in fitness and sports and all these things that, that you're involved in as well. And uh, you help others achieve their health and fitness goals. And I know there's some parallels with that and also what we do as Christians because we have to be committed to things. So if you say you want to pray more, you have to be committed to it. You can't just say it with your words. If you want to read the Bible more, if you want to stop sinning, all these things we say with our mouth, just like someone says, I want to get healthier. I want to lose 20 pounds, but unless they're committed to it, it doesn't happen. And so what would you say about what you've seen or how you get people to commit to things and, and how as Christians we can apply some of those principles to our life? Yeah. So I'm a big believer in accountability. Um, you know, it even says in the Bible as iron sharpens iron. So, so one man sharpens another and, uh, having somebody who you can bounce ideas off of. And it doesn't even have to be a paid coach. It doesn't have to be uh, a pastor. It could be another brother or sister in Christ who, you know, maybe you set up and go, Hey, I want to read my word more. I want to get more into the scripture. You know, maybe we should send scripture back and forth on a daily basis or, um, okay, you know, I want to pray more. So having somebody who's checking in on a regular basis and saying, Hey, did you pray today? Hey, you know, do you have a second? Let's make it, let's hop on a call and, and, and pray together for three or four minutes, you know, little implementing little things like that, because that's what you would do in the fitness realm is you would hire a trainer, somebody to walk you through reps or to give you a program or to check in and say, Hey, put that food down or, you know, get to the gym. And it's the same thing. Hey, open that Bible. Hey, you know, have you, you gotten on your knees and have you prayed? So I think accountability as far as commitment goes, um, I think that's huge. I think that's a game changer. And routines are important too. talk about routines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, routine, discipline, and consistency. Um, it's it's not enough to to eat one healthy meal or to to go to the gym once. You know, and it's the same thing. It's not enough to just open up the the scripture and read one scripture once a week. 
you know, and you, you can't just pray once a week, you know, that's good. Once is better than none. But right. if you want to increase the size of your muscle or you want to reach your goals and you have to discipline yourself and do those things on a regular basis and with your spiritual muscle, it's the same thing. You have to get into your word daily. You have to get into the presence of God daily. You have to seek Jesus. Uh, like we seek the things of this world. We have to put those things away and, and pursue him relentlessly. Uh, if you want to see any growth in that spiritual life. Right. And you probably get with people ahead of time and ask them, what are your goals, right? And how can I help you achieve them? And I think we have to be honest as Christians about what our goals are, because my goals are not going to look the same as yours. And it's based on how long I've been a Christian. It's based on what I've done already. It's based on what God is calling me to do. And I had to reassess my routines in reading the Bible and journaling, all these things that I I wasn't doing consistently. I had to reassess that at the beginning of this year. And God did a work on me because I was in quote ministry, but I wasn't focused on what was important. And I was getting in the word and praying. And I still, I still need to improve my prayer life. I mean, I'll be honest with you, but I'm aware of it and I'm trying to do something about it. I think the problem is when we ignore it or we think that we're, I'm good enough. I've, I read the Bible, you know, five minutes and then I fell asleep and I never did anything with it. I mean, and that was me. And I think it's also important not to say that, you know, my routines are going to be the same for everybody. Like I can't say, all right, you have to wake up in the morning and you have to journal, you have to pray for 15 minutes, you have to do these things because that's, that's my journey. But I can maybe model it. I can maybe answer questions. I can maybe share what worked, but at the same time, it's someone else's journey. And I feel like that's kind of what you do is you, you look at the goals and you help people get there, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I love it to go back to fitness is uh, I could sit here and say, you, you know, you want to lose weight or you want to gain muscle. Well, here's this diet. You can't have a cookie cutter diet. One size doesn't fit all. It's a yeah. personal relationship with Jesus. And so what works for me and my lifestyle isn't going to work for everybody. Um, you can't depart from the, the foundation of the Bible and the word of God, what he teaches. Like there's these fundamentals and foundational beliefs right. that you can't manipulate or change, but your walk and what works for your routine is going to be completely different from the next person. So I agree hundred percent. That's good. Yeah. We can't change everything and, and say, I want my Jesus to look like this, you know, just like they can't <laughs> say, you know, I want my diet to be all junk food. And it's like, well, right. you're going to get what you put into it. Exactly. Same thing with God, you know, you're going to get what you put into it. And if you listen to the wrong voices and if you're influenced by the wrong things and then make the wrong choices through, through having poor discernment, you're going to reap what you sow. And it's not that we're trying to be perfect. It's just we're eyes on Jesus. Again, keep your eyes on Jesus and, yeah. you know, don't listen to the, the garbage that's out there that's trying to get your time and steal your joy, steal your relationship. The enemy comes to kill and destroy. And so we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves, the Bible tells us, that we can analyze and look at the attacks coming and say, I've prepared for this. And, you know, it's easy to work out when they're with somebody like you. It's easy to eat right when they have a plan, but it's when they're home alone and they watched a sad movie or they're thinking about something that's depressing and then they look in their pantry and they're like, all right, no one's going to know. And the same thing with our walk with God, you know, it's, it's easy to, not easy to prepare, but it's one thing to prepare. And it's another thing when the attacks come to not give in, to not say, I'm going to look at that website. I'm going to, I'm going to throw my fist into the wall. I'm going to, I'm going to use my words to tear someone down because it's what's easy in the moment. 
And we're trying to build ourselves to have discernment to say no to those things, to say yes to what's good, to hold fast to what is true and always keep our eyes on Jesus. I love that. Absolutely. That's good. All right, Andrew. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. It was great chatting with you. Go ahead and let our audience know where they can find you and where they can connect with you. Yeah, you guys can find me uh, on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all under Andrew F. Carter. Um, That is my handle on all of the platforms. All the social medias. All right. Thanks for coming on. It was great chatting with you. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, that's going to do it for today. I would encourage you, if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, to make sure you subscribe wherever you consume podcasts and give me a five-star rating if you feel I deserve it. It definitely helps boost the show's ratings and allows others to find the podcast. And for next week, I have another person with me that I met on social media, Isaac David. He sent me his book, A Letter to My Father. We're going to discuss that and his heart for why he made it. So until then, go with God, grow in discernment, and keep your eyes on Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Discernment Podcast. For more information on Discerning Dad, go to discerning-dad.com. Be sure to follow on all the social media platforms. Just search for Discerning Dad. Please share this podcast with a friend and leave an honest review on whichever platform you listen. Feel free to send any comments, suggestions, questions, or prayer requests at discerningdad at outlook.com. Until next time. Keep fighting the good fight.